book, Theophilus, I wrote above all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taking up into heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my father promised you, from which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of heaven, kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, and then suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good evening. I don't know about you, but um, when God speaks to you, it's not in a, an audible voice. Um, he doesn't send emails, doesn't send text messages. He doesn't communicate to us um, via the web or Facebook. It's that voice. And it, 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 it doesn't sound like this. Fran, yes, God. Do you love me? Yes, God, I love you. Will you do everything I command you to? Yes, God. Will you go and will you tell everyone about me? It never sounds like that. It's never that simple. But over this past week and a half, I've just had this sense that God is speaking to me. And it's a still, small voice which starts in my gut for me. And then I get this, um, I get a word in my head. And I know it's not from me because it's, 
You know, I don't often get these words. And I haven't got a big brain. It's a little brain. It doesn't take him much. But it takes in these words. And it's, I keep giving them back to God. And God keeps saying, trust. Just trust in me. So I'm going to be bold tonight. I'm going to be sharing what I feel God wants me to share with you this evening. Um, and it's a step of faith for me. So this past week and a half, I really feel that God has spoken to me and, um, and said there's somebody here in this service who is in pain. Now, I don't know if this pain is um, it's physical pain or if this is um, emotional pain. And God wants to meet with you tonight. Not only does God want to meet with you, he wants to heal you. Now, I could be completely wrong, but I'm trusting. I'm stepping out in faith. So just before we start, should we just uh, should we pray? Should we ask the Spirit to come? And let's just wait upon the Spirit. And if what I said applies to you, just why every eye is closed, if that applies to you, would you raise your hand? Thank you. I truly believe that God wants to meet with you tonight. I truly believe. So let's have a time of of listening to the Spirit. Father, thank you. Thank you that you're at work. Heavenly Father, by your power, would you come? Now, the person who raised their hand, would you like people to pray with you? Would you like people to stand alongside you? It's Jamie, so if people can come around Jamie and um, if we could all do that. I don't know if Jamie, you want to come up front and we want to, we want to pray for you. I don't know if people can join me in, in prayer. I don't know if anyone else responded this evening, but if you did, just, just come up. You're with family here. You're one big family. We love you, and we want to support you.
How are we doing? I'm feeling really, really excited now. Really excited that, um, that the Holy Spirit is here with us and um, he's at work. And do you know what? I'm always, my Sunday afternoons are not the same anymore. <laughs> I used to relax, I used to chill out, and I still do a bit of that. But at the bottom of my mind, it's like, right, I've got to stand up and I need to, need to present God's word. And um, yeah, it's nerve wracking. Up until this point, and when I'm here, I'm fine, but it's just that, that build-up. I spend so much time on the loo, I don't know what's going on. Why do, I don't know, is that just me? No, okay, thanks, Jeanette. Uh, I, do, I don't know, I spend so much time on the, on the Kazi. Um, <laughs> and do you know what, I always feel that I'm not good enough. And do you know what, I'm not. I'm not good enough. And, you know, I, I always doubt myself. But I know these doubts are fueled by the enemy. Sneaky little devil creeping in. And he wants to disrupt God's work. He wants to disrupt God's plan for my life and God's plan for all of our lives. I don't know about you, but often when I read the Bible, I can read uh, uh, some texts and the verses, and it never really speaks to me. But um, just recently I read in Luke... In Luke 15, chapter 2, and it really, really spoke to me. I've read this verse a few times. It never really stood out. I'll just share it with you. It really spoke volumes to me. And it says, A lot of men and women with doubtful reputation were hanging around with Jesus. Do you know what? It doesn't say that a lot of really good men, women, and teenagers who never say the F word, were hanging around Jesus. It doesn't say that. And do you know, that verse really spoke to me. It never, I never really, it never really came out to me. But I thought, yeah, thank you. That verse gave me hope and joy. It encouraged me. It filled me with peace and security. Knowing that Jesus wants to spend time with me and my doubtful reputation, with me and my sin. And I'm so thankful that Jesus wants to use me with all my faults and all my failings. And not only Jesus wants to use me, he wants to use us all. Not for my glory, not for your glory, but for Jesus. And it's less of me, but more of Jesus. And this evening, like Mike said, we're looking at the book of Acts. And um, I look at Acts as doing the business. Getting out there, getting our hands dirty, and doing the business. And the book of Acts is the second book written by Luke. The first was a presentation of the gospel. In it, he told of all that Jesus did and taught. From the first to when he was taken up to heaven. But in the book of Acts... Luke continues the story by describing the um, disciples' struggles that they faced as they tried to obey the commands of Jesus, which we see in Acts 1. Jesus telling his disciples, his friends, his closest friends, to tell everyone about me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and everywhere in the world. 
And for us, that hasn't changed. He still wants us to tell everyone about him in South Sea. There's thousands of people who don't know Jesus in South Sea. And then we read on in, um, in Matthew 28, verse 18. Jesus came to them and said, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Go to the people of all nations and make them disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them everything I've taught you. And he, he goes on to promise an amazing promise that he will always be with us everywhere in the world to the end of the world i mean can you imagine being disciples at this point they'd seen jesus crucified murdered an innocent man they'd seen him put into a tomb a body and a big rock rolled across it. And then three days later, we hear of the resurrection. And then Jesus spends time with his disciples, encouraging them, teaching them, just hanging out, sharing meals together. But can you imagine being disciples at that point? Jesus had just given, given them the most important and in clear instructions to tell everyone the good news. But we read on that Jesus leaves them and he ascends to heaven. Can you imagine being the disciples? The main man, the boss, the governor, Jesus, their saviour. He's left them and they watch him ascend to heaven. You can imagine the disciples standing there with their mouths open going, Jesus, Jesus. You know, great timing, Jesus. You know, you give us really clear instructions, then you go. But he does, he, he leaves them. We read on in verse 8. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and give you power. Only, that, only, when, you, only, when, you, only when you receive the Holy Spirit, you can go out. And tell everyone about me. And I sense there's a sense of urgency in what Jesus is saying. And it's a challenge. It's a challenge for me. And it's a challenge for us. Today. How do we apply this in our lives? In our communities. In our schools. In our workplaces. In our colleges. In our universities. In our churches, house groups, you know, down the pub. How can we share the good news of Jesus? A question for you, a question for me as well, is what are you doing to share the good news of Jesus. What am I doing to share the good news of Jesus? Because I believe this message is for us all. 
It's not just for, for the vicars or for the ordained or for the really holy, because none of us are really holy. We've all got doubtful reputations. We all sin. This message is for us all. And Jesus doesn't call us corporately. He calls us personally. Personally. He calls Jeanette, Steve. He calls Jamie by their name. He calls Abby by her name. We read in the Bible, don't we, that Jesus, he knew us before we were formed. He calls us personally to tell everyone the good news. You know, he knows every hair on our head. Every one of us is called personally to share our Savior, to share the good news where we're at. And let me share this story with you. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we was on holiday in, um, in France, and uh, we was at Claire's Cousins, and um, just about an, hour, an hour's drive from Nantes in the middle of France. And, it, you know, this, this village where we were in is in the middle of nowhere. Um, four houses. And we had a great time with them, but it's really rural. You know, at night you can hear the owls, and it's just it's amazing. And then we were saying our goodbyes on our last day, and... Um, and as we were saying our goodbyes, a smartly dressed couple came towards us. And I said to, I said to my family, I said, I bet you're a fiver, they're Jehovah's Witnesses. And they're like, no way, there's no way they're Jehovah's Witnesses. There's no way they would come to this little tiny village with four houses in. I said, five euros. And they came over, and I was right. Yes, I still owed five euros. But... They came over and they started to share their message. And um, I pointed, you know, I, I said, you know, we're, you know, we're not interested. I pointed to the van. On the back of our bus, we have a sticker saying, Jesus is my airbag. And I, I pointed to that sticker and they kind of, they got the message. And, um, you know, they, we were really polite to them and off they went. But they really challenged me that they were prepared to go and share their message, go out of their way, and, you know, it's the wrong message. They're not sharing Jesus. But they were prepared to go out of their way to this tiny village and get knocked back. And that really challenged me. That encounter really challenged me. And I asked myself, when was the last time I went out of my way to share Jesus? When was the last time? You know, I can't remember. When was the last time I went out of my way? And maybe for some of you here, I know some of you here have got a real evangelistic heart. And you can't help yourself talking about Jesus. That's fantastic. But this message isn't just for the, for the, um, for the evangelist. This message is for us all. We are all called personally by Jesus to share the message of salvation. And there is a sense of urgency because we know what happens if people don't know about Jesus? There's only one way for them. So it's a wake-up call for me and for us all. You know, the book of Acts is about, it's about taking action. It's about getting off of our backsides. 
It's about feeling really uncomfortable. You look at the disciples. You know, until they received the Holy Spirit, they were powerless. You know, I can't stand here in my own strength. Without, without the Holy Spirit, I am nothing. And the, and the disciples, exactly the same. They could not go out and preach the good news until they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't it be awesome if, as a church, as a congregation, as a 6.30 service, that we were living out the book of Acts? You know, over these next three weeks, that we were really living out the book of Acts. Do you know, people would be knocking down the doors to get in this church for the blessings that we were pouring out. So it's a challenge for us all. But the question is, are we up for the challenge? Are we up for living out the word of God? Are we up for living out the book of Acts? You know, once we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're empowered. We're encouraged. Because we can't do it on our own. If we try, we're going to fail. And maybe if you're like me, you know, I go to New Wine every year and, um, you know, I'm filled from, from little toe to the little hair on my head with the Holy Spirit. But that soon goes. You know, we drive away from Shepton Mallet and we're filled up. But as we get closer to South Sea, the Holy Spirit, it's like, you know, my tank runs dry. It doesn't empty out. Sometimes it gets really low. It goes down to my little toe. And then I need filling up again. And tonight, I really sense that I do need a, a, a fresh touch from the Spirit. I need to be filled up. My engine needs some oil, some Holy Spirit oil. Maybe some of you guys have been Christians for years. And you're like me, you're feeling a bit dry. You're feeling like you need a top-up, a fresh touch from the Spirit. Or perhaps you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit before. It's no mistake that you are here. It's part of God's amazing plan. You know, towards the end of this, this, my talk, we're going to give space for the Spirit to move. I don't know what's going to happen, but God has gone before us. And God is going to empower us. God is going to fill us with the Spirit. You know, I love challenges. Who likes a challenge? Cool. All seven of you. Okay. Let's say that again. Who likes a challenge from the Bible? Come on, let's get a bit excited. Well, this, is, this isn't my challenge. This, this is the, the challenge we have in Acts 1. The challenge is, if you're up for it, this week, these coming three weeks, are we in our communities, in our workplaces, are we going to see Jesus' name lifted high? Are we? Are we going to see the name of Jesus lifted high 
You know, I'm not saying go into your workplaces and um, say, Hallelujah, he is risen. You know, you know, I'm not saying do that. For some of you, you know, you might want to do that. But, you know, I, I wouldn't encourage it. But just have those conversations. You know, God will give you divine appointments this week. And it's a step of faith. You know, and for me, my first step of faith tonight was listening to God. And I weren't really sure. Is this God or is this me? You know, am I going mad? And I talked to people. And I just said, you need to listen. And God said to me, I need to trust. Okay, I'll step out. And you know, when you step out, God blesses you. God will arrange divine appointments for you this week. And you need to be ready to respond. Because there are people outside of this, this building who are hungry for good news. Because you don't get that on the news. It's all bad news. They are hungry for change. They're hungry for an encounter. People are open. So we're going to end soon. But together, I'd just like us to... um, a prayer's going to come up on the, um, on the screen, and um, it's been proofread a few times because um, I'm not very good at spelling. So should we stand, and um, should we say this prayer, but um, should we declare it from our hearts together? So Holy Spirit. Courage and confidence in you, Jesus, so that we can share the good news in our city, community, with family and friends. Thank you that you want to use us with our doubtful reputations to tell everyone about you, our friend, our Father, and our Savior. Holy Spirit, come now and fill us Empower us to be effective witnesses. In Jesus' name, amen. So take your seats. Um, And should we just give the spirits some space? I'm going to stop talking.